0: Welcome to Digital Marketing for Contractors, a podcast for home improvement contractors to help you crush your lead goals and take your business to the next level. Join us each episode as we give you powerful insights and practical tips on the best digital marketing strategies to help you grow your home improvement business. Let's get started. Welcome back to the digital marketing for contractors podcast. This is a podcast for home improvement contractors, where we help you crush your lead goals and take your business to the next level. Digital marketing for contractors is hosted by Fat Cat Strategies. We are a digital marketing agency based in Raleigh, North Carolina. My name is Don and I'm one of the account managers at Fat Cat.
1: And I'm Janet. I am the founder and managing partner of Fat Cat.
0: And Janet, I'm really excited today because we are wrapping up what has been a three-part mini series where we have been talking about the levels of contractor businesses and how we have looked at these contractor businesses can be in levels one, two, or three, and really what it looks like to be able to grow your business from one level to the next. And today, in particular, I'm excited that we are going to spend some time talking about marketing. Hooray! Yay!
1: And I, I just love talking about entrepreneurship in general. So I love this series. Yeah. So.
0: This this has been this has been really fun for both of us. I hope it's been really helpful for you guys as our listeners. Um, but as a marketing agency, we wanted to take a whole episode to really talk through a lot of what does your marketing need to look like at each of these different levels, and how can you transition from one to the next because they're going to look really different, and that's what we want to talk about. So, backing up a little bit though, let's just for the sake of people who are maybe just jumping in today let's give a little bit of an overview of what those three levels of a contractor business are. Do you want to just kind of tell everybody that So
1: we've kind of put them in big buckets, level one, you are, you're pretty much a glorified one man show. You are doing all the estimates. Uh, you are managing the jobs, doing some of the labor, and then probably staying up at night doing the paperwork.
0: Mm -hmm. It's all you,
1: it's all you level two. You've broken out of that. And now you've got some staff to help you. You might have some office staff, you might have a production manager, you might even have an outside salesperson, or you could still be doing some of the sales your own. So, level two is where you get away from being that one man show. And then there's a, you know, Don and I, we've talked about this. There's a pretty big spectrum in that level two grouping. You've got staff, you're growing, and you're growing systems. Level three is where you might have multiple locations you could be in multiple states you've got multiple products that you're installing you've definitely got an entire sales team a sales manager a marketing manager you've got multiple channels of leads you've got a robust marketing machine So those are kind of the thumbnail sketches of those three levels.
0: Yeah, that's great. And so today we really want to just kind of dive into looking at what does your marketing picture look like for each of those different levels of your contractor business. And we want to help you kind of be able to be at the place. If you're saying, I think I'm kind of outgrowing level one and I'm not really sure how to jump into level two, especially on the marketing side, how do I really change my tactics so that I can level up the business and level up the marketing as well. So let's just talk about that. Then let's start with level one and say, when, when we think of a level one contractor, what, what does marketing look like for a level one contractor?
1: Well, in my experience, and I've been working with these kind of companies for a long time, um, a lot of the leads are coming word of mouth. Yeah. You know, you've built a reputation either in your, your town or a section of town, where, you know, you've you've done some great work for some homeowners and they're now starting to tell their family, friends, and neighbors. So you've got some word of mouth referrals. That's usually the the heartbeat of of where your growth is yeah. coming from. But it might not even be growth. It might just be enough to replace it and keep a crew or yeah. two busy. Yeah. Pay your bills. Pay your bills. So you've got the word of mouth. The other source that we see with those level one contractors is um a pay per lead uh. Uh, source, like an Angie, a thumbtack, something like that. Um, and then beyond that, there might be some, uh, random acts of marketing that happen where maybe, maybe you, you, uh, paid a guy to do a PPC campaign, but you're not really sure what happened. So it's a little scattershot.
0: Yeah. You, you've got probably some kind of a website and it's doing something for you, but you don't know how much thought has been put into it. You're not
1: tracking any numbers. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there's things going on there, but, uh, there's not like a cohesive strategy and you are still at the heart of all of it. If you're getting word of mouth referrals, they're coming to you when you're getting, you know, when Angie's sending out a, a lead to somebody, it's coming to you and you're following up with them. You know, it, it's that, it's that kind of thing. So, I, you know, as an account manager, one of the things that, um, that I kind of think about and hear um, as I talk to contractors sometimes is just the, uh, the way that, uh, these lead aggregators like Angie or modernize or thumbtack, like how they get incorporated into a business. And I, You know, I think there's a tendency here because we talk about uh, these lead aggregators, especially in the like level one phase of a contractor business, that in some way that that could make it sound negative. And we don't think about it that way at all. It's not in any way a bad thing to be using these lead aggregators.
1: And in fact, I think it's a great way to grow beyond that initial word of mouth. Yeah, it's just another source. So let's say you've 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 built up enough of a reputation where you're getting a fairly steady stream of those word of mouth referrals. Well, those are unpredictable. Yeah. If you are buying leads from a source like uh HomeAdvisor, you at least have more control and you can turn it on and off as needed.
0: Yeah, that's right. The challenge I think that we see is that you know eventually you're going to hit some kind of a ceiling with those paid lead aggregators that whether it's uh you just can't handle any more volume or you uh you're getting them at hours of the day where you can't follow up with them fast enough uh and so you're missing out on the speed to lead opportunity or just you're doing all of those that you possibly can and they just don't have any more to send you there's not any more leads to buy and so yeah. you're kind of bumping up against a wall of like Hey, this has been a great way to kind of get out of the gate to get some business going, but you're beginning to recognize it's not going to be enough to take my business to the next level. And that's really where we start to see the challenge there.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, I think, Don, I've heard you say this before, that sources like that are a great way to start out, but it might not be the best way to really grow.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's just because it's it's got its limit. And so you know, when you're early on, you can really rely on it. But if you want to keep growing, it's just not going to be enough to be able to help your it growth. It
1: alone is, right. not going to, Correct. is not going to do it. Yeah. And and you know we talked about these levels these levels one two and three we still see level three contractors buying leads from these sources yeah but if you picture it like a pie chart it's a small wedge of pie pretty small they they haven't built their whole business on it yeah and they're
0: they're in no way reliant on it no it's uh
1: it's you know a a little something on the side
0: yeah exactly (laughs) I think one other picture that I would throw into this mix about what marketing looks like for uh, level one contractors is the way that. They might be using, I won't even call them vendors, but just other people who are helping them do some marketing things. So it tends to be like, a—I know a guy who can, you know, yeah. or my like cousin's nephew might be able to do some social media for me, you know, that kind of thing. So there's, there's a lot of like thrown together. I've got a friend or a buddy or a relative who can do this for me. My nephew built the website. Yeah, exactly. and,
1: (laughs) And I do all the sales for Fat Cat. So I'm always the first one to talk to folks when they start to approach us. If I had a dime for every time I heard somebody say, well, I had a gal. And I don't know why, but they always call them gal. You know, I had a gal and she did my social and I think she was sending emails and uh, she did some other stuff too, but then she moved.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So it's this kind of like thrown together, you know, just bootstraps kind of mentality to marketing, which, hey. At that stage, it works. Like, yeah, it and does it's exactly for you, you should be. what you need it to do. You're piecing together the pieces that you need, and that's fantastic. What we're saying is that if you want to get from level one to level two, you can't keep doing it that way. You're going to have to change some things like that strategy, that way of approaching things isn't scalable. It's not something that you can reliably grow with. And so you're going to have to change some things to be able to get into this level two stage of your business. And your marketing picture is going to look a lot different in this level two stage. So let's start there. Janet, what What do you think when you think of a level two contractor and kind of what their marketing picture looks like? You know, knowing, as we've said in previous episodes, there's a pretty big bandwidth in level yeah, two, but yeah. just in general, like maybe starting on the front end of that level two, like what does the marketing picture begin to look like for that contractor?
1: They've got multiple sources of leads. Um, they often will have a full-time staff person inside their business who is in charge of the marketing. That doesn't mean they're necessarily doing all the tasks they are in charge of coordinating it. And in that instance, they might be coordinating a handful of vendors. They might have a social media vendor, um, an SEO vendor, um, you know, they might run some local radio ads. So, So what I start to see when those businesses mature, dedicated internal staff that's focused on marketing and coordinating it and multiple exterior vendors. Now, as those businesses grow, another thing that I'll see is they'll start to introduce an agency that's coordinating a lot of this stuff for them yeah. or, or more offering more comprehensive services. Yeah. So then you don't have the disconnect between one vendor's running your SEO campaign, another vendor's running your PPC campaign, and those two vendors aren't talking to each right. other. Right.
0: But yeah, you've kind of got it all in one place. And somebody who's working with a you know, cohesive overall strategy for your business's marketing.
1: And that vendor is having very big picture conversations with your marketing director and looking at um, overall strategy, not just day-to-day tactics.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I love that in particular. And that, honestly, as an account manager here, that's one of my kind of favorite parts of Working with the clients that we work with is that, you know, we kind of talk about it in the sense of like we're coming alongside you as a business partner. Like it, it's our job, but it's also our desire to really help you grow your business. And so right. we want to know what's your business looking like? What's going yeah. on on the inside? What right. problems and challenges are you facing? And how can we kind of be in it with you in terms of where you're at and what we can do to be able to help? And that way it feels more like. We're, we're working together on your business and not just you're writing us a check every month and we're doing these services for you, which we do, but it's more to it than that. It's a real relationship and a partnership and helping your business be able to grow.
1: And on that note, you know, as the person who does, um, you know, most of the initial conversations with our clients. So in a sales conversation, when I'm talking to those businesses that are looking to grow, they're, they're probably already in level two, but they're looking to level up even more. Yeah one of the things that they tell me is maybe they've got a relationship with a vendor. Um, Let's say it's an SEO vendor and they're frustrated because that vendor is, is thinking very like transactional and they just, every month they run through the motions. Well, here's three topics that we're going to write about. I need you to approve these topics. And they think about it in the terms of, um, you know, well, I'm going to publish eight new SEO pages that's not a strategy. Right. Those are just repeating the same tactics over and over again. Yeah. And so when when we're talking about moving from one level to another and growing your business, at some point, you as the owner or the general manager need to stop thinking in terms of day-to-day tactics and look for a partner. And that partner could be somebody internal. It could be your marketing director, um, your marketing director working with an agency. But you need people on your team that are not going to go, boss, do you prove this? Right. They're bringing you ideas, yeah. not just asking you, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And that's yeah. the frustration that I hear from a lot of businesses that have grown to a level and they're hitting that ceiling. And they, And they say to me, if I knew what to do, I wouldn't have had to hire you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. And I think it speaks to as well just the difference between having a lot of marketing activity going on and having a real marketing strategy. You know, really being able to understand and know the big picture of what what are we trying to do with our marketing? What is it trying to accomplish? And do these pieces that we're adding into the mix like supplement that or complement that in some way? Or are they just more things to do and to spend money on because you don't need to be throwing away money at your marketing. But in order for that to not be the case, you do need an overall cohesive strategy to what you're doing to make sure that all of those things are working together. And I think the contractors that we see in level two that are doing the best that are kind of getting towards that top end of level two are the ones who are really nailing that or really getting that strategy yeah, and piece on, together.
1: On that note, so we're recording this at the end of 2022. So we're doing a lot of. um you know, year-end reviews and setting strategy for 2023. And we've got a client that we've been working with for years, fantastic client. And um, one of the things that was a focus for this year was to focus really heavily on some really specific keywords in their geography on the SEO front so that we could pull back on the PPC spending. Yeah. So if we can rank for those keywords that drive appointments organically, then they don't need to spend as much money on PPC. Yeah, that's right. They were spending about $4500 a month on PPC. Now they're spending about $2500 a month. Yeah. So they're spending less as a percent of their revenue and they're still growing. Yeah. That's what a strategic partner looks yeah, like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a great example, great picture. So, yeah, okay, so I think we're what we're talking about there too and even as kind of what you hinted at is that um, you know, in this level 2, you've got kind of a progressively growing marketing mix. So you are bringing more pieces into the mix, but those pieces are all meant to work together. And we've talked about on a on a separate episode kind of this idea of making sure that your digital and your traditional marketing are working well together. And we've even we've even kind of mentioned like um sort of what I would call the, this idea of like physical marketing, which is like maybe you've got a showroom, maybe you're going to events, you know, different things like that where you're actually getting a physical presence in some way that's helping with your marketing. All of those things are, are coming into play and really good level two contractors are taking advantage of all of those pieces to help their business grow in whatever way they can.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay. So I think that helps get a really good picture of level two. So let's move on and jump into the marketing picture of a level three contractor. And you know, at this point I'm, if, if I'm a contractor, I'm kind of listening to this episode and going like, what else is there? Like, haven't we talked about everything already? You know, like if you're doing well in level two, like what else is there to marketing than the tactics and things that yeah, we talked I've got about?
1: TV ads, radio ads. I've got canvassers. I'm doing direct mail. I've got PPC, SEO. I got a showroom. I got a field marketing team. Yeah. Don, you're telling me there's more,
0: <laughs> Yeah, there, but wait, there is more. more. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay. I'll jump in on this one. Cause this is a, this is a favorite topic of mine. So one of the things that I see that level three contractors do really well, that level two contractors often miss out on is understanding that, If you're if you're really going to keep growing your business, you've got to be comfortable with leads coming into your business at all stages of the marketing funnel. And when I talk about marketing funnel, what I mean is that like most contractors tend to think of a lead as someone who is ready to buy their product. Today, today. Yeah. Or maybe even like, Yesterday. maybe just yeah, exactly as soon as possible. You might be comfortable with like this month, but it's immediate. You know, we're thinking that when I get that lead, we're going to call them and you know, call
1: them today. I'm going to sell them today. I'm going to install it tomorrow
0: and it should be done fast. And on the opposite side of that is if if we don't sell them today or this week or right away, that that lead kind of disappears. It kind of becomes a like non-existent thing anymore because the answer was no, and now Oof. they're they're dead to me. You know, yeah. like I don't have any more use for them. A level three contractor looks at that and goes, "Hey, there's still money on that table. What are we yeah. doing about it?" Um, and and that's really, I think, where in that level three category, you're starting to get to get into the place of saying, "Hey." a lead is not a lead is not a lead leads are coming to us at all different stages of the funnel. And it's our job as a business to not only try to sell the leads that are at the bottom of the funnel,
1: but nurture, Yeah,
0: but take the leads that are at the top or the middle of the funnel and move them down the funnel so that they can become customers of ours. Eventually, you know, they're not going to convert today or maybe even this month, but could we keep them in our orbit so that they might become a customer in eight months? What would that look like? How do we even do that?
1: Don, I cannot believe, honestly, that you just said eight months <laughs> because I wanted to tell a story. Um, one of our clients years ago, I'm going to show my age. This is 10 plus years ago. Is was a bath remodeling client, started pretty small, grew to ha- have about 185 employees, sold the company. He's done very well he really got this nurture concept yeah. and back in the day, and I'm going to say back in the day, um, we used to do tons and tons and tons of postcards for him and he would come to us and we would like brainstorm. Here's a series of eight, nine, 10, 12 postcards. So he had a field marketing team. He would go out to every beer bourbon festival, you know, uh, apple scrapple or yeah. whatever yeah. local, um, county fair put up a booth get people to enter a contest and as soon as they entered that contest we would send them a postcard every month until the end of time almost and so because he had his crm in place he had that nurture campaign he had the data to show that those folks will they came in at a different part of the funnel like you're saying they, they weren't ready to buy today and when they did buy He could go into his CRM and he could see we first captured the lead um, at an event where they entered a contest. We sent them three postcards. They came by the showroom and they looked at some products in the showroom and they actually got an estimate eight months ago. Then we sent them five more postcards. You know, we might have called them a couple of times when they finally bought and we asked them, how did you hear about us? They'd say, we saw your TV ad. They had no memory that they had gotten all these postcards they'd entered a contest. So, you know, that's an example to me of a company that made it to that level three level sold, you know, for a a nice sum to a much larger player in the market and had totally nailed the concept of not everybody's going to buy today and that's okay.
0: Yeah. So I think on the tactics Side of thing from a marketing perspective, especially digital marketing perspective, what we're talking about here is things like email marketing. Like, are, are you tracking with people that are in your CRM with leads in your CRM? And are texting. you texting? Yeah, texting. Uh, even social media to some extent is a great part of just your nurturing of potential leads and potential customers, is because they're seeing who you are, they're seeing examples of your work, they're becoming familiar with your business, and you stay top of mind for the time time when they are ready to actually become a customer and make a purchase. And so I think that's, you know, those are the kinds of things that we're talking about tactics wise. But I think there's another side of that as well that we've touched on. We kind of hinted at in the last episode, which is just this idea of developing your brand as a business. And so I think that comes in kind of two ways. One is just making sure that you are visible in Your community. So, whether that's through advertising or whether that's through, like you were talking about, showing up at events, you know, some way, shape, or form, you are getting just the name of your business out there in front of people's eyeballs uh, in other places besides just your website. It's got to be places that aren't digital. And I think, honestly, uh, as an account manager, this is the one that I get the most resistance on from clients, especially clients that are in that like level two kind of top of the level two thing and wanting to break through. But they look at things like brand awareness and they go, why am I going to spend, you know, a thousand dollars on this poster that we're going to stick up at a high school football game, and I'm not going to get any leads out of that.
1: And I can't track it.
0: Yeah. It, w- like what, what good is that going to really do me? Because you're used to this kind of thinking that says every dollar that I spend needs to directly turn into you know, a lead, right? Yeah. Yeah. A a potential sale. And that's not wrong, but you're just going to have to think bigger than that. There are multiple things in the level three contractors business that are contributing to your leads and sales coming in. It's not just one marketing channel anymore. It's the whole marketing picture that you've got going on for your business and brand awareness has to really start to be a big part of that.
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, we've definitely seen that um, with the the contractors that have really grown. We're talking multiple locations and, in some instances, hundreds of employees. They know they're not going to be able to track, you know, the ROI of every single campaign because maybe they're sponsoring a little league team. Right or they're doing something in their community that's just sort of a feel good. Yeah. They are they are really promoting their brand in the communities where they live and work. And then they're also doing campaigns that are very much, you know, measurable lead generation campaigns, yeah. but it all works together. And yeah. when you get to that level, um you've just got to do some of that stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you got to start to have it as a just a portion of your marketing budget and kind of recognizing and being okay with like we're not going to be able to track this directly to leads, but we know that it's a necessary portion of what we're doing to be able to grow our business into this next level.
1: Don, in, in an earlier episode when we were talking about this, I really liked something that you said when when you were talking about the difference between like a level two contractor and then moving into that level three brand awareness. I'm trying to remember what you said. It was something like, you know, do you you instead of just being one of many players in your market kind of owning your yeah, market. You're,
0: you're dominating your market yes. at that point. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's where brand awareness is an absolute must. Like you can't dominate your market unless people know who you are. They have to know your name and at least have some kind of mental affiliation with the name of your business, which all that that's doing is developing trust. You're you have familiarity. Yeah, you have created familiarity and trust with your brand long before they're ever thinking about being your customer so that when they are thinking about doing some kind of remodel or renovation that's related to your, your services, name comes to mind. you're already there, you know, and that's exactly what you want. And level three contractor businesses get that aspect of it. They know, Hey, we're, we're reaching people long before they ever become our customers. But that's part of how we get more customers is because we're top of mind for yeah. people when they're ready to make those decisions.
1: And I think that's the point where, um, you know, they're doing some community involvement, but they may also be doing just TV campaigns. Yeah. I mean, TV We talk, we're a digital marketing agency. So we are always like sort of immersed in the world of SEO and PPC and email and text. But, um, you know, some of our most successful clients also have radio and TV in their mix. Yeah. Um, We had a client in the uh, mid Atlantic region and there was a local morning show. And they were, had like a regular spot on this really folksy kind of small town, good morning, you know, whatever the town name was. And that was part of their brand awareness. Yeah. Everybody knew who they were.
0: Right. Yeah. And I, I think that's uh, I think that's a great example. I think that's exactly the kind of thing that you gotta find ways of doing it. There's no like right and probably very few wrong ways to do brand awareness. It's just a matter of the fact that you've got to be doing it. You gotta figure out some way of getting your name out there in front of people's eyeballs and creating familiarity and trust with your business. And if you can do that, it leads to more customers. It just takes time.
1: And Don, would you say those activities, if we wanted to map it back to the funnel to kind of close the loop here? That brand awareness is what's driving leads into the top of the funnel. Into the
0: top, yeah. And
1: then, then it's your job once they get in the funnel to nurture them yeah. over time. Yeah,
0: and that's where you're they... doing emails and postcards and text messages and social media and those kinds of things that help bring them down to the bottom of the funnel where they're ready to buy. Exactly. Yep. Okay, well, I hope that this has been really, really helpful for all of you contractors that are listening. I hope that it's given you some great tips and ideas of things that could be true for your business in particular. But you might be listening and kind of thinking, like, Hey, these are great ideas, but we have no way of being able to pull some of these things off by ourselves. We really need some help and we don't know where to turn. Well, Hey, that's what we're here for. We're fat cat strategies. We're a digital marketing agency based out of Raleigh, North Carolina. We work with home improvement contractors all over the country, and we would love to talk to you. So if you've got questions about what your marketing mix could look like and how we could help, um, if you want to crush your lead goals and take your business to the next level, just go to fatcatstrategies.com call. slash and schedule a call with us. We would love to talk with you and paint a picture for you of how we could be of help to you and to your contractor business. FatCatStrategies.com slash call. That's it for today on Digital Marketing for Contractors. We look forward to talking to you next time. We'll see you. Digital Marketing for Contractors is created by Fat Cat Strategies. For more information, visit FatCatStrategies.com.